Hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Stop Questioning Everything, the official drug receipts podcast. We are the brand bringing Web3 to streetwear and streetwear to Web3 in the form of digital and physical wearables, uh, all featuring DR Experience augmented reality. We are your trusted source for mind-altering content, and we always promote the pillars of art and subversion, science and skepticism, and community and sport. I'm your host, Arlo Eisenberg. I'm the artist and one of the founders behind Drug Receipts. Today is Thursday, February 16th, 2023 in America. Uh, for our friends over in New Zealand and down under, it's Friday, February 17th, 2023. This is episode number 28. And we've got a very special guest joining us today, Dominic Sigona of rollerblading fame, but also uh, really accomplished in many other areas, which we'll get into, and some areas which uh, we have been able to leverage for drug receipts that we can't wait to share with you. Uh, we have a capsule dissolution, which is imminent. That's coming up. We want to walk you guys through that, what that's going to look like, um, give you some sneak peeks of what the... Kill Team Stabby collection looks like, including some brand new photos of the onesie, which are super snug and amazing. Um, we are going to also catch up with the DRX team and take you through some community updates. So we got a full show for you. We're excited that you're all here, Snugglers. Thanks for joining us. If you're streaming or listening to this on a streaming service, uh, just know that we are going to be showing a lot of images. We are going to be sharing some videos. Um, we will do our best to paint a picture in your mind, and Trevor's always good about kind of talking to the things on the screen, uh, but the best experience is when you can see it. So we encourage you to come watch it on YouTube. Um, you can watch it later if you're not able to catch it live. And for the best experience, join our Discord. Uh, join us in our Discord server because there's always extra conversation going on there, people posting memes. We've got a lot of uh, extra chatter going on that's really fun and adds a lot to the podcast. Um, and if you're here with us on YouTube, we also have a great conversation always in the YouTube comments. So thanks to everybody for joining us in the Discord server here in the chat and for following along on uh, the podcast. Um, let's go ahead and bring up Trevor and get into the show. Trevor, where are you? Uh-oh. Hey, wow. hello. <laughs> How's that? That's yeah. my own fanfare. I created that. It's expensive tech, but, you know, things have been good over here in drug receipts. So I thought, why not treat myself to some expensive special effects? Look at that. That's high end. That's really high impressive. End. Were you were you inspired by some of the footage they were showing in the Goblins podcast Did earlier? Did that come across? Did that How come cool across? That stuff? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the fluff world guys are really stepping up the game. We're going to have to, I don't know, come up with some new and creative Little bits and pieces for ourselves. It's nice. They're pushing pushing each other up, getting better content. That's the game. Yeah, it's exciting. You know, talk about coming up with better ideas. They definitely had an idea in there that we've been talking about for a while. The the, the uh, rugs for drugs. Rugs right? for drugs. Yeah, yeah. They've managed to figure one out, which is cool. Uh, I was really yeah, happy to, cool. to see that. So, yeah, we've had this idea. Our, all of our regular listeners will know, but for those of you who've tuned in from another part of the metaverse, stumbled across this broadcast and have absolutely no idea what we're talking about. Welcome. Welcome, first of and all. And none of this is going to make any sense, by the way, if, that, if that's the case. No. It's all no. esoteric. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and but now I've yeah, lost What is Rugs for Drugs? Or drug, so yeah, rugs for our, drugs. Uh, our Rugs for Drugs idea was to take 
projects who have got people who have had, you know, a rug pulled on them and they've got completely worthless and probably, you know, PTSD-inducing NFTs in their wallet, right? They're the sort of things that every time you see them and you open up your wallet, you go, oh, I fucking hate this. You know, you immediately get frustrated by having to stare your losses in the eye on the very screen in front of you. So, uh, yeah, the idea was to have a project, project or program or some way of kind of making those things valuable again. And the, uh, the, well, it's probably gods and goblins that have figured it out, right? Like it's all about uh, burning those worthless or the NFTs that you would rather not see in your wallet and uh, trading them up for some goblin bits and building some, uh, some stuff for the Third Kingdom game, which is, uh, which is pretty cool. It's a really interesting mechanic. Uh, yeah. And, I, you know, yeah, we're all going to have to do some like, you know, some real soul searching, like even with the seekers. Yeah. Yeah. It's all it's all going to be Are you going to sacrifice. Are you going to. Uh, I, I don't know gonna... yet. I, yeah. there, there's still a lot more research to be done. I want to look at the, the websites that they listed, see what the the arguments on either side or are, are on the arguments on either side are. I wouldn't expect you to do it any other way, Arlo. I would expect you to have a thorough examination of both sides of the uh, of the quandary and make a informed exactly. and uh, unbiased uh, decision on, as to whether your team A or B. Me, I'm going to chop my army in half <laughs> and sacrifice half of them and keep the other half and sit on the fence. Uh, so, yeah, I wonder what you guys are doing. Chuck it in the comments below. Uh, let us know, are you Team Seeker or Team Goblin? Are you uh, a follower of Valen? Which I was really happy that they played that song because we feature in, that, uh, in the uh, theme song for the third kingdom uh so that was cool or are you uh, uh yeah a, a is it the white robot are you a are you a follower of the white robot this i guess it will all play out we'll see how many we uh we lose very yeah, soon lots of interesting lore that they're introducing there um but so trevor you know we're all smiles and this is fun but we've actually had uh internal meetings with you throughout this week even where you know you've been without power you're cooking at a hot plate uh, because you mm -hmm. you know you didn't have anything working in the house, um, and I know that there are still a lot of people over there in New Zealand who are still without power, and uh, conditions have not been great. Um, so I did want to take a moment to you know stop and acknowledge uh, what our you know our snugglers and our friends in the mm -hmm. community are going on are going through down under and in New Zealand. So our our thoughts are with you guys. Our hearts go out to you. I mean, and it's just been one thing after another. You know, the the nonstop downpours. Um, the cyclones, the earthquakes. I mean, mm -hmm. how much can you throw it at, at one yeah. small country? Yeah, we're under fire at the moment. It's been, um, it's been pretty uh, eye-opening. Like you know, cooking on a camp stove for a few hours or whatever the small inconveniences that we had are absolutely nothing in comparison to what's actually going on uh, in some of the worst affected areas. And I've been seeing the content. Obviously, uh, you know, living here. You, we're getting a lot of the content flowing through and there's some pretty devastating scenes that are very reminiscent to me of the floods that I went through in 2011 in, in Australia. So for anyone listening in the Brisbane area, it's, it's, uh, it's the Brisbane floods and probably then some, but imagine that halfway down the country, you know, so there's a whole big chunk of New Zealand that's been affected by this. And I understand it's still going. I think it's still hitting some of the uh, central areas wow. of the, of the West coast. So yeah. Uh, people without power, homes destroyed, serious stuff. Um, and it blew up in our Discord, so it's really, really close to home uh, for us as well. Obviously, I'm here for whatever that's worth, and then obviously we have a bunch of 
Snuggle isn't a big part of our community. And of course, all of our friends and family over at Futureverse are all here in New Zealand and in Auckland. So a lot of people affected by this close to us. And so can I do the plug? Yeah, please. It, please. It, can I do that now? So um, even though this is a drug receipts podcast, we just want to uh, share the fluff uh, post that was thrown up earlier today. Uh, fluff have partnered with uh, Easy Crypto and Binance to support David I never get his name right. David Latelli, I think, or David Latell. I'm going to hop it in the comments for that uh, to uh, set up a donation uh, kind of network uh, that you can dump some of that crypto that's in your wallet that you made on uh, the a kid called Bid, a kid called Beast Mint, or maybe some old Dogecoin or something that's that's gathering cobwebs, uh, and you can put it to a good source there, a good cause. Uh, Joel and we have a yeah. Thank you. There's a a bunch of QR codes on the screen now. Uh, if you're listening to this on an audio device and you want to do this, uh, you just need to come back at minute sort of nine minutes 30 into this podcast and you'll see the slide uh, with all of the QR codes. So if you've got one of those cryptocurrencies and you want to help the people who are in serious need right now, and it's not very often that New Zealand calls for help, uh, please use those QR codes and we'll make sure that all of that money goes to people who need it most. Well, so I might be a little bit torn about whether or not to burn any NFTs or not, but I, I won't, you know, I don't have to give it a second thought. I will definitely throw some doge <laughs> at that. I, you know, I've been looking for a re an excuse to get that out of my wallet anyway. So now I've got a good excuse well, to get rid of it. I know he's, I know he's a regular listener. So Elon, um, if you can wait until all of that doge gets dumped into that wallet and then just tweet about it and then the doge yeah, right. price will go through the roof and all of that money That'd will do great. so much more good. Uh, than it does currently. So just wait. We'll give you the green light, Elon. I know you're, you'll be finger on the trigger watching along, uh, waiting for that moment. Thanks for but that. But in all seriousness, yeah. thank you to everybody in advance, right, Like that, that, that takes the time to, to give a little bit. Uh, it'll all go into, uh, into doing a, a whole lot of good to people who really need it. And stay strong, New Zealand. Stay strong, indeed. Our stay hearts strong. go out to you guys, snugglers. Um, Speaking of hearts going out, actually, we've got a, another thing to talk about. So this week was right, Valentine's Day, right? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this week was Valentine's Day, and we had the uh, Broken Hearts Club um, mm -hmm. claim. Uh, it's yeah. our second greeting card that we've done. It, with the first time we kicked it off was for the holidays around Christmas time. We did a DRXmas card, mm -hmm. um, and just it was a free claim to all of our holders. It went over really well. Um, and then it turned into a little, you know, bonus something down the road. You were able to claim a capsule if you had the the holiday card. Yeah. So now for Valentine's Day, we've we've not to it expect back. things, right? Like we've got to set this up, right? We're doing another one, and yes, the last one we did, people got rewarded for it, but that can't be the expectation. This is a Valentine's Day card from us to you. Exactly. I mean, we think that these the cards are really precious, and they are just a nice, exactly a gesture from us to you, and so. It's nice when we, there can also be a little bonus, you know, a little bonus surprise and delight with them, but it's not why we do it. We hope that you enjoy the cards for what they are. And that's the spirit that we give them. Uh, and so we wanted to do that again for Valentine's Day. Cool. Yep. So we did what well, we gave, well, we created this better off alone, broken hearts club card in, you know, true drug receipts uh, fashion. It's got the drug receipts ethos here. Um, and then we also made an NFT version of it, which you could claim. And the, the claim is still going on right now, yep. guys. Right right? Now. So you have until uh, the end of this podcast, essentially, um, mm -hmm. 
that these podcasts usually run about two hours. So about 90 minutes from now, um, this, this uh, claim will close. So at 10 p.m. Central Time. But if you have not gotten your claim yet, Trevor, how, how can someone go and claim this Valentine's card? Yes, that's a great, uh, great question, Arlo. They just need to go to brokenhearts.drugreceipts.com. And of course, they need to be a snuggler. So you have to have a drug receipts Genesis token in your wallet, connect your wallet, very safe uh, and secure connection. We uh, obviously take all of that stuff very seriously. And we know that there's been a heightened amount of this stuff going on more recently as the market seems to be turning a bit. Uh, so is the increase in um, scams and they're getting more sophisticated. So uh, if you want to make sure you go to our Discord and go to the official links channel in our Discord where you click the official link, which is brokenhearts.drugreceipts.com, connect your wallet and grab yourself a card. One note about that, in, in previous releases, we've actually added a note to our mobile interface, which I think we neglected to include in this one. But it is important to note that if you connect through MetaMask, when you're on a mobile device, don't choose MetaMask. Choose connect your wallet uh, or connect a wallet and then choose MetaMask. Otherwise, it won't work. It's a strange little quirky thing, but uh, otherwise it will get you tripped up. Um, And I say this because I think that the interface runs really smoothly. We've all tested it and, you know, we we haven't heard any complaints. And this is, you know, we've done this several times now, this kind of claim. They run really smoothly, except I have two parents. Uh, And they're both holders. And so I've been on the phone with each of them trying to walk them through the process. And what seems easy and intuitive, you know, and straightforward for me and for, I guess, most of us, you take for granted how hard it is for, you know, some people out there that aren't as familiar with the, you know, all all this kind of interface. Uh, So if you have parents out there who are holders, please share a little love, spread a little love and help them uh, claim their, their Broken Hearts Club card. You know, it's interesting uh, you bring that up, Arlo, because today I got served an ad by uh, another, no, by this network. So by YouTube, I got served an ad. I was watching another piece of content. And Domino's Pizza now have a wallet. So instead of it being like some kind of app or loyalty card that you get, you create a wallet. And I believe, I haven't looked at it yet because it's the first piece of content that I've seen, but it felt like that was sort of either at least very much using the language, but more than likely they've created a Web3 style wallet that you create and that you connect to uh, the store when you order and do all that sort of stuff. So you weird folk out there that haven't yet figured out what all this Web3 craziness is all about might be coming to a pizza delivery shop near you. So yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Well, if, if Domino's is doing it, if they're getting into Web3, then maybe we have reached a critical mass, you know, some <laughs> mass adoption gates open. Yep, to the moon. Here we go. Congratulations, everybody. Yeah, we've made it. Uh, so <laughs> stretch it out. What else you got? <laughs> okay, uh, never, mind, right. never mind. We have no, a very special got... guest. <laughs> yeah, we do. We it's have a very special guest. guest. Yeah. Bring on the um, guest. Give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. Uh, I'd like to, uh, so one of the, um, I'm debating how much I need to say before he comes on or how much, you know, I'll say after he's here so he can react to it. But just to give you a quick little, uh, a quick little primer of who we're bringing on. Uh, Dominic Sigona, for any rollerbladers that are in the chat or following along, he doesn't need an introduction. Dominic Sigona is a legendary uh, rollerblader, widely regarded as having the best style 
um, in the history of the sport. Still something that has been unrivaled. Uh, he is still skating to this day and has been posting some incredible edits, one of which we are going to share with you guys. But Dominic has gone on to become uh, an incredible music producer, an incredible uh, 3D designer and uh, 3D animator. Um, and he has helped us with our capsule collection. Mm -hmm. So let's bring on Dominic so we can talk about all this and more. Please welcome Dominic Sigona. I love the custom name intro and thank you, thank you for the, uh, the very generous uh, welcoming and introduction as well, Arlo. Thank you for joining us. And not just the name, but the fanfare. Do you hear all those people? <laughs> yeah, that's a live yeah. studio audience. Cheer. <laughs> that's our live studio audience. We feed them backstage, uh, but that's about it. They don't get anything else, and just a little bit of food. So we've got some we've got some symmetry going here, Dominic, because I can see that you've got a What Do You Believe In poster, and I've got mine back here, What Do You Believe In? Uh, and I think both of us, these are both actually from the shoot, right? When we were putting posters up around the different skate spots. Yeah, this was from um, during when Jaron was in town. And I forget the school. It was like just some Orange County school, um, as most spots would have been at that time. But <laughs> um, it was up on the wall and it was just during the filming. I'm like, I'm taking this one. Oh, nice. And it's and, you know, it's kind of messed up and it's like creased and like a, a little rat, like just, you know, a little worse for wear. It makes them cool. But that's, to me, that's what adds value to it. Exactly, like, yeah. For me personally. So I've had that ever since, and I, I love it. It's not normally here, but I thought it would look, look cool um, for the camera anyway, or for, for this show. And it's got rabbit ears. I'm sure all the, the fluffs fall yeah, away. Yeah, you can kind of see the, there's, the, uh -huh. there's the whole thing. Kind of pick it up, so. Yeah, uh, I love this piece. And, and it's, very, it's very typical Arlo art. If, you, if, if everyone who, you know, who's part of the community is familiar with all of his back work and just everything he's done. Yeah, it's just, it's so, it's so very just typical of your art. So I really love that piece. Mm -hmm. And by the way, since we're talking about it, anybody who wants to check it out, you can't get the whole video, but the, each of the individual sections are up on YouTube. So what we're talking about is a skate video, Trevor, that right. I wrote and directed years ago um, called What Do You Believe In? And as Dominic says, you know, kind of in my style, it actually has like, scenes and like themes and like it's it's like kind of cool i mean it's obviously super low budget it's just a bunch of kids with you know with uh handheld recorders and stuff but for what it is it's kind of cool i thought i thought i think it came off kind of cool i think it's cool. i think it's actually i was trying to show it to my friend the other day and i couldn't find Maybe the whole video. she messaged me yeah i couldn't find the whole video on on youtube and i was like oh well you have to go you'll have to go find it but in that conversation I was like, I think it's one of the only, you know, maybe quote unquote art house um, yeah. skate videos or rollerblade videos that actually ever been done. Yeah. Um, it's still, so it's still. Do we have up. any, all of this anticipation? I want to see it. Am I going to have to Google it? I'm like, yeah, if we plan this better, if we plan yeah. this better, Trevor, I would have had a clip ready for us to show on this podcast, but I didn't know we were going to talk about. It. So that's a little bonus, little bonus content there for you. But yeah, we'll, we'll maybe we'll post a link somewhere. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the skating and just the the art direction all still hold up. So definitely, definitely worth a watch. Yeah, it's really cool. And it, you know, one of the nice things about uh, you know living in Orange County at the time is all you know our crew and our best friends. They were the best roller skate roller platers in the world. So when you put together a project like that, as Dominic says, the skating holds up because you're you know you're filming with the best. Um, Speaking of the best, Dominic, you know, I was hyping up your style, which is definitely something that you are known for. Um, but 
I think for someone like Trevor and for the rest of our snugglers listening and following along at home, it's always, it's better just to show them, right? I, I could talk about it all day, but it's, it doesn't really mean much. So Joellen, can we show, let's show this little video that I pulled off of your uh, Instagram, Dominic, a clip that Richard made. It's, it's from the uh, uh, One Trick a Day um, series that Richard's been doing. So let's show this. It's about a minute, but it's so sick. Okay. That's so cool. The thing to like that is so remarkable about Dominic skating, you know, he goes fast, but it's the way that he looks in between tricks, skating up to a trick and the way that he lands and rides away from his tricks. And even the little like half crossovers he does uh, in between tricks. I mean, everything about it looks so cool, but also effortless. It doesn't look like it's, it's you know, it doesn't look like it's affected or like he's putting it on or like trying to be stylish. It's just, it's just something that's natural. I guess, you know, whatever your, whatever your body shape is, whatever your, you know, that your natural range of motion is, a lot of those things will, will end up defining what your style is. But Dominic, you actually also like, is it something that you're conscious of or that you're kind of like, you know, doing deliberately? Um, I think, you know, going back to just right now, your comment about the, the in-between moments. Um, yeah. I think it's just, just from doing something for so long, you know, it's just, like riding a bike so it's just it's just just kind of the way it happens like it's just it's just so kind don't of don't think about it yeah, yeah if you've been doing problem. something long enough you can you can do it um at a high level and it's not something that, that you're really thinking about so it's just just kind of the way it happens really i i think it's pretty uh ridiculous to think that you aren't even thinking about like flying off a six foot concrete wall and landing on concrete with nothing but wheels underneath your feet like effortlessly not even thinking about it going through the motions that's some scary shit with some serious consequences if it goes pear shape, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, if any anyone who skates knows that you know you get your fair share of injuries and you get you get bumps and bruises just from you know the smallest sessions even. So it's definitely something to consider. Um, but I mean, yeah, there, I, I guess I guess to go back again, there, there is a little bit of thought that goes into it. Like you know, at least I know, like I think things will look better if, if you are skating faster. Um, and you can tell if a trick feels good for yourself or if you do land something, you know, going that speed, you know, usually that indicates or, you know, the feeling will tell you that it, that that will look good. So there are some things that are that are kind of like conscious about it, but they're just kind of like bullet points, or like rules. You know, if you do that or do that, then you're kind of hitting like these check marks of something that's going to work, at least on camera. But there's also it seems like there must also be an element of like some kind of inner understanding or inner vision of what you know something that looks good would look like right like you can tell that there are people and this is you know i'm not going to take a dig at anyone in particular but you can tell there are people who skate or who you know who do any action sport who just lack that right they're not really it's not even that they lack style it's just something that they seem to just not even be capable of comprehending right what it would look like mm -hmm. uh, if they could do it and, and you seem to have that right you you have this like aesthetic built in yeah, maybe. I think it could also maybe have to do with like your influences, like maybe where you're pulling just your inspirations from. Like I pulled like from a lot of like break dancing and kind of freeform things like that and like martial arts. So, you know, those are inherently kind of very stylish disciplines. Right. So 
maybe that's really what's helping inform at least my skating from the ground up. Whereas if you're pulling from like maybe athletic inspirations, it wouldn't turn out the same way. Yeah, exactly. I think that's well said. Yeah, it's just conjecture, but I I would only assume that that would be informative of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I think something is intense. Something as intense as like breakdancing and martial arts and and rollerblading and the like. You know, you you put your you have to purposefully put your body into weird positions and do it without having any frame of reference other than your own internal kind of mechanism, right? That kinesthetic awareness of where your body is. So I think there's certain sports that kind of tune that that awareness of that muscle a little bit and I, I think that translates across to us a lot of sports you see a lot of athletes that are naturally gifted at certain sports and it's i think you're right i think it's that background what you did maybe as you're coming up as a kid helps refine certain motor skills motor neural skills yeah trevor i was when you were talking about you know the danger of like jumping you know on a, con- a six foot concrete ledge and then landing on concrete and all the things that could go wrong I was struck at the last blading cup, uh, watching the, the competitors, you know, um, compete. And I, I saw someone, you know, jump at the rail and it's, you know, it's probably like eight to 10 feet down, uh, a rail going downstairs. Um, and they kind of missed the rail and then just ended up going straight to their chest and like their face, uh, at the bottom of the, of the stairs. And I, in that moment, I was struck by this, this idea of like, if you told someone, hey, why don't you go skate at that stair set and then just jump and land on your chest at the bottom, you know, everybody would be fucked. <laughs> and it, that was, you know, functionally, that was exactly what they did. That's, that's yeah. exactly how it turned out. I had the, like, I had the exact same thought. I had the exact same thought when I was watching the footage from Blade Cup. I was looking at it like uh, Randy's uh, crazy fucking oh, yeah. flying over the box onto the rail, whatever you call them. I'm sorry for my ignorance around the names of these things, but that's exactly what we call it. Yeah. I was flying over the box of the rail for some kind of slide. And I was looking at it going, (laughs) you know, that's a, that's a chest into a, into a rail head snapped onto the concrete. Like that's a hospital trip. If you just didn't land it. Right. And uh, I can't, that, that guy defies logic, man. Uh, He is at a whole nother level in my mind to be, of a more senior age and still be throwing his body at that stuff with that reckless abandon and, and, and confidence is remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. Yeah. Randy's yeah, still killing it right now. What's that Dominic? Randy's still killing it right now. Oh still, yeah. Still you guys good. both. I mean, you guys are a couple of guys, a couple of examples of people that have been or have managed to sustain a high level for a long time. Um, you know, the footage that each of you guys get today still holds up. It's timeless, mm-hmm. right? Um, but Dominic, this is great talking about skating, but it's not the only reason that you're here. Uh, you are a great skater. Your footage, you know, the, the clips that you get are still awesome, but there's a whole lot more, um, that you've been producing, uh, that I'd like to talk about. And let's start by showing one of the killer capsules that Dominic created for drug receipts. All of our snugglers, I think, will be familiar with that by now. That is the capsules that are sitting in your wallets while we're waiting to get to the dissolve. And Dominic, you not only created that capsule, you created that entire environment, our abandoned pharmacy. Um, You created the music, the soundtrack for that. You edited the whole thing. 
I mean, you just really like did the whole thing there. Um, and you are just a, a master of so many different skills. Um, how did you transition from skating or I guess, when did you start to pick up these different skill sets? Um, well, I picked up kind of getting into, well, first it was DJing. This was years ago um, in high school is where I started learning how to DJ. Um, but through the years, that kind of evolved into uh, music production and getting to writing, writing music, mostly drum and bass um, music. And I did that for a long time, you know, like maybe over a decade or so. And I had releases on, on some pretty reputable labels. But moving out from there, um, I kind of continued my creative journey, I guess you would say, going into like 3D art and visual arts. Um, and so that kind of landed me um, just getting into 3D and, and different facets of that. Um, but a lot of it, as you just saw, is kind of based around motion design um, and look development. Um, but I do also some environment work and material authoring as well. So that's also uh, multifaceted, but that's kind of where that came into play. Uh, maybe like the last five or six years, um, really getting into kind of 3D. So, you know, projects like that, like the pill and that environment, that's kind of where a lot of these disciplines kind of start to merge where I can make something in 3D, but then I can also write the audio to it as well. And that's, that's for me, that's kind of when that gets exciting to work on a project because then you get to really do everything from the ground up. It's a multi-sensory experience. Yeah. And that's what kind of makes it fun. You know, yeah. at least for me, from a creative standpoint. Did we just say the same thing at the same time, Arlo? I, I don't know. My, my lips were moving yeah. and you were saying the words. Yeah. Kind of. All right. um, Someone I, needs I to edit that myself. together and make it sound like my voice just came out of your mouth. <laughs> Somebody needs to make that clip. But so Dominic, talking about all these things coming together, I'd like to share another clip um, because you know we, we've been, we've talked a lot about your skating. Um, you have a a new skate that you've like re-released here, um, but you put yeah. together a video for it, which you know this really brings together all of your skill sets, right? You know, it's about yeah. skating, it's editing. So let's take a look at it, and then we I'd like to talk to you a little bit about it. This program is brought to you in part by. so sick but is that true Dominic is it really 25th anniversary yeah so the the oh, way that, that that the new Sagonis Way project came about was um for USD's 25th anniversary of being a company it's USD's 25th anniversary USD's not, not yours yeah not my 25th anniversary okay. of being with the brand okay yeah so that's for them and then so they, they also did um they had like a Feinberg skate this year and i think they're working on um i don't know how much is public knowledge but i know that there's a couple other where's the arlo skate <laughs> you gotta hit up tease, dude uh -huh. <laughs> exactly where's the issue gave me my be. silver anniversary ring at the last blading yeah 
yeah, you should you should have her and like that one is kind of a remake of one of my older pro skates. So you should do one that has like the orange laces and like kind of like yeah. the clean boot. Yeah, you absolutely yeah. should. We put yeah. th- we put that trait in the drug receipts collection. The the gray skates, those USDs with the orange yeah, laces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have gray with the orange laces, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and and the uh, yellow skate too. I, it looks gold to me, so I wanted one. I didn't end up getting one, but I really wanted one that had had the yellow uh, skates. Um, Dominic, so that that edit there had drum and bass. It. I'm guessing is that one of your tracks? No, no. So yeah, let's let's um, preface this uh, um, by saying that I did not make that track for 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 this edit. Oh, typically, what? With a lot of my edits. Yeah, no. Typically, with a lot of my edits, uh-huh. I do. Uh, yeah. But with this one, it's just given the time frame, it just didn't make sense to spend so much time on writing a track. I got gotcha. um, when I was already spending time on the edit and launching the brand and everything like that. It's like kind of kind of budget your time a little bit for that one. So, so um, I don't want to press you too much on like technical trade secrets or details, but I am curious: Did you have to model the skate and the wheels, or did USD give you those? Did they already have the three D models? Right, so there's a bit of a hybrid with that. Um, USD did have some assets for me to use. They had so they had the shell. And the cuff, just just the plastic bits. Um, but everything aside from that, I had to redo. So, like the wheels, bearings, uh, just anything else that just isn't pure plastic. So it's just the pure plastic cuff and the pure plastic boot. Um, I had to. Re- so no, they had the sole. Um, but yeah, a lot of that was, I had to remodel. I, I uh, remade the the boot uh, out of photogrammetry. So I took a bunch of photos, not the boot, the liner. Excuse me, of the liner. Um, turn that to a 3D model, you know, retopologize, retextured that. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a bit of a half and half on the technical front in terms Is of. Is there going to be an NFT of this thing? You know, that was that was one concept we had thought about. Um, actually, John nicely he had he had thought about that. He's like, dude, you should make a few that are NFT pieces. Of course, of course, nicely had that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder where he got that idea from. It's not a bad idea, though. I mean, you could have made like like turn like the ad into like each part of the ads into like little NFT pieces, and if you buy it, if you buy the NFT, then you get a pair of skates with it mm-hmm. or something like that. You know, yeah. so it, it was a good idea, but it was it, you know just with the time frame and where we were at with the project and with how much that went went into it, it just wasn't something that would that we could uh, that could you could time for. Might be something you could do retrospectively, right? Like anybody who buys them gets an NFT at some the track right when you uh, yeah i mean you can still do it for sure looking 3d like i mean you work so clean bro like making those assets be ashamed for all of that work that you did to 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 not eventuate and be put in the hands of people like why not yeah why not they're there right yeah we 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 had conversations about that so i guess it's something we could still do dominic what is the status of that skate is it available right now yeah it's out now you can go to sagonabrand.com and uh, we actually launched a whole brand where um, we wanted to build an entire brand around the launch of the skate. So we built, um, we, we made shirts, jackets, a couple different model hats, um, and they're all available exclusive, ex- exclusively on the site right now. Is that the Praying Mantis shirts? I saw those at Blading Cup. Yeah, yeah. So we've got shirts, a bomber jacket, and then two different model hats um, on the Super site. Super sick. Really yeah. cool. Really cool. Yeah, that, that was all done, you know, in conjunction, like, Richard does a lot of the marketing, a lot of the filming and stuff like that. And then uh, with Michael Martino as well, he did the, the website and a lot of the, uh, like the 2D designs and, and, the, uh, and put the, the clothing line together for us. So it was, it was so a team. That's up. really cool, right? That, that you mentioned Richard and uh, Mike Martino. These are both also rollerbladers. 
Uh, but yeah. now, you know, everybody's like kind of gone on and moved on and accumulated these different skill sets. And so now then everybody can kind of start coming back together and collaborating on these kinds of projects. Uh, do you stay in touch with many uh, other rollerbladers that, you know, maybe like someone like Berta comes to mind who I think is in a similar space to you. Um, yeah. But there, are there other people that like are kind of in a similar space that, that you still keep in touch with? Yeah, like occasionally you'll see like people just within like the motion design community or like the 3D community and you'll notice that they skate and then, you know, you, you'll, you'll be familiar with them by association, but you know, um, I don't want to say I go out of my way. I mean, I keep my friends from through skating just because they're my friends, you know? Mm -hmm. And by the way, Mike Martino and Richard and Dominic, all three of the people in that, that collaboration, they're all snugglers. They all hold drug receipts, Genesis tokens. So yeah, a lot there, of is, there is a drug receipts connection here. They yeah. could get their Christmas. They could get their Valentine's Day Broken yeah. Hearts card if they're listening in. Dominic, do you know how to get your Valentine's? Do you know how to get the Broken Hearts Club I, card? I picked it up. I picked it up as soon okay. as you guys uh, gave directions. Actually, you're <laughs> not. If you if we keep you on this podcast until the end, you're not going to be able to get it because we're going to keep you right through the expiration date. So I got it. I, I picked it up during the. I picked it up right now. Oh, you got it. Oh, it sick. Back room. yeah, I picked it up. Actually, we've Good. had a bit of a run on them. There's been like thirty or forty since we've been going. So yeah, okay, pretty cool. I just got it. Awesome, awesome. Um, Dominic, I want to show another video because I think these things are just so cool, and it's like there's no better way to kind of convey like what you're about. Um, and these things, more than just showing your skill set, they show your aesthetic. To me, like your skating, your taste in music. Uh, your style when you put together these videos, all the things are related. They come from kind of like the, the same creative source. Uh, mm. So this was for me was like one of the first things that I saw that really uh, like uh, registered on my brain. It's like, whoa, Dominic is like doing some really cool stuff. Um, it's the Alchemist video. Uh, let's look at it oh. and then we can talk about it a, a little bit. I mean, it's really, it's art, you know, it's just so yeah. cool. Uh, what can you tell us about that track? I don't want to presume anything, but that was yours. Yeah. Yeah. I'd made it specifically for that. Um, really intense edit. Um, but yeah, that was just a, a, for fun kind of personal piece um, and kind of like part of a smaller collection that I had started to do like a series. I did one that was also called earth alchemist. That was air alchemist. Um, wow. And they're both kind of similar where it's like this sculpture that's kind of more uh, morphing and rotating to, to music. So, um, yeah, it was just, it's just kind of for fun. There's also some stills of that piece, which, 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 which I also actually really like as well. I do have one of your stills, which I, I'm going to bring up here in a minute, because you talk to me about those, in fact, because you post a lot of stills and they're just like these super incredible, super photorealistic like environments. Um, in all different kinds of environments, you know, from like beautiful, like kind of like forestry environments to like really gritty urban environments. Mm. Um, talk to me about your your process or your inspiration for doing um, something like that. For, for an environment or for like a space? Well, what, yeah, what what is the kind of, what is the exercise in creating those environments? Well, which one in particular? Like every art piece is a little bit different, you know. Um, a lot of my work, though, it, it, it kind of it um, at least my three D work, and when I'm creating environments, it's really focused around usually like realism, and then it's just kind of an exercise in creating a space. 
um, and just how far I can take something because you're, you're really doing everything from the ground up, all the textures, all the pieces, um, all the set dressing, the lighting, um, you know, just the composition in general. So it's just, it's just an exercise just in, in, in everything really just, you know, aesthetics and, and lighting and everything like that. Yeah. I, so I, I phrased the question really terribly, but you answered it perfectly. That's exactly what I was looking for. Like, I'm curious, not any scene in particular, but what do you get out of the exercise of going through that process? Like focusing, you know, on such intense detail, uh, you know, I can imagine, I understand when we see a video, like one of the videos we've seen the role that the environment plays, but it seems like there is a special, like um, a special value that comes from just really going all in on an environment and just focusing on a still frame, for instance. Yeah, it's, 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 um, well, I mean, a lot of my influences or like things I like, I like cinema in general, you know? And so a lot of that's also just kind of extra exercising, just like a beautiful style frame or just like, just something that athletic aesthetically to me looks good. Um, it's just kind of getting like a feeling or a mood out, um, just in terms of what the the whole piece kind of looks like. So, and then, you know, that, that really differs from piece to piece. So, um, it's kind of really hard to pinpoint, but generally it's just, you know, their exercises in, in realism and, and composition and, and texture and material authoring and look development. Let's take a look at Feeding Ground. So we're going to okay. skip uh, to one of these stills. This is a really cool one. And I think also we'll have probably some little extra interest for a lot of our holders because um, we're related to a project or we have a, you know, we have good friends that have a project called Zero X Thulu that has a lot of imagery around um, tentacles, um, because it's, you know, it's kind of based on a kraken like creature, but this, you know, these tentacles in this bathroom here, um, super interesting shot. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about this and your inspiration? Yeah, this was just, you know, again, like the foundation of this was, I just, this, well, pieces evolved. So I just wanted to create a space that looked and kind of felt real. And it's like, well, sometimes you have to start with something as simple as say, let's just make a bathroom. And then you start to kind of put these pieces together and then it kind of turns and evolves from there. And I go, okay, well now it needs to be a little gritty and then now it needs graffiti on the wall or now that, you know, the stalls need to be all scratched up and, you know, there needs to be water on the ground. And then from there you're like, well, now it's just a bathroom. Now maybe let's tell a story. And so, you know, let's throw some tentacles in there. And I kind of almost pictured like something from the movie, The Mist, where, you know, you might be there and there might be an alien that would come in and get you. So and you put some tentacles there and then you could see below the one that's on the ground that's kind of wrapping into the stall. It's all bloody. So maybe there was like a bum hiding in there and huh. I kind of grabbed him, pulled him out and ate him. So, you know, <laughs> now, you get the name, now you get the name Feeding Ground. That's kind of where that ends up. No way. Yeah. Dude, I'm glad I asked because I, I would definitely would not have got all that. that. That's so rad to know kind of what's going on in your brain. That's cool. Mm -hmm. um, Very cool. We, the graffiti that's on the walls, Dom, where did you get that? So I would just, I just search online and just, okay. I just find graffiti, graffiti uh, clips and put them in Photoshop and make alphas and put them on the okay. wall. I was wondering if you were writing any of that, if that's no, also one of your that. skills. Because I, I was like, all, really all my skills, are, they're, all, they're all technical skills. So like, it's like, all in terms of writing music, it's all pushing buttons. And in terms of making 3D and visual art, it's also all pushing buttons. Okay. So, so Drug Receipts is an apparel brand, right? We do Web3 apparel and we do physical apparel. I'm wearing a t-shirt right now. Trevor's got a lot of stuff up there on the wall and he's wearing it too. Um, and Dominic, I know you have some merch as well. Um, 
but we also make 3D wearables. And when we first started having the conversation with you, you know, it's one of the things that we think, you know, we can collaborate on is creating really cool um, digital wearables. Uh, and one of the videos that you shared with me and one of the things that we looked at uh, was a piece that you made called Underground, um, which has some really cool uh, cloth simulation stuff going on in it and some real cool movement. Um, and, you know, when we were just getting introduced to you here at the beginning of this segment, you talked about some of your influences, breakdancing and things like that. But I'd love to show this piece and then talk about because a lot of the themes we've been going over here, I think, are, are really represented in this. make that track as yeah, well that too. Yeah. that's pretty impressive production yeah you got to know that's always gonna be the first question now any 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 clip we play <laughs> first question be, did you make the track did you make the track yeah. for that now you've got now you've got a standard that you've set that you got to live up to yeah man. well uh, anytime you, you use someone else's thing it just it, it's easier actually if, if you have the ability to just make something befitting of the piece you can make something very particular yeah. and, and very pinpoint for for what you're trying to to put forward in the track impart so much of the feeling to to the piece so it's, it's really important to have you know the right sound with it mm -hmm. dominic if you had sent me that video and said here's a music video that i directed i would have been like awesome that looks so cool you know you crushed it the fact that that is all rendered that that is like 3d renderings like blows my mind mm -hmm. uh it's just impossible to even get my head around it how that's even possible what, what's true anymore you know, right, seriously. What, you're you're just about there, right? Yeah. yeah. What can you believe in? But so talk to me about the movement, the dancing, the character, and then the, the actual the clothing that you had on it. Like who comes up with the, the 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 design? It's so distinctive with the real you know, with the long face and the long sleeves. What what was yeah. the idea behind that? Um, so much like feeding ground, um, and like with a lot of my work. And, you know, with environments in particular, um, sometimes the scope of the project just starts to balloon as you start to get into it. You know, you start to discover that it might need, you know, certain elements or certain certain things to really bring the piece to um, just a palpable or um, acceptable level, at least for me personally. So it started off with just, you know, what would be a sewer space. Um, and then as I was getting in there and starting to, you know, kind of like throw graffiti on the walls and kind of making this environment, I was like, oh, well, maybe I need like a guy and, you know, a, a human in here again to kind of convey a story. Um, so I added this guy in here and I pulled some, some mocap data. Um, there's a website called Nixamo and it's run by Adobe and they have a bunch of motion capture data that you could use for animations, um, whether it be for video games or or 3D, so I grabbed some breakdancing mocap data and I linked a bunch of different pieces of it together. And that was the foundation for the, for the guy breakdancing. Um, and then from there, um, as he's kind of moving in the space, I was like, well, he's, he's doing kind of a, like a lot of twirling, so it'd be cool if he had these floppy <laughs> floppy clothes to kind of, kind of throw around because they would kind of spin around. So I put him into Marvelous Designer, which is um, a clothing it's a program where you, where you make and you sew and you stitch clothing, you know, through patterns, basically from the ground up as you would do in, in real life. Um, 
So I just kind of stitched, I made an outfit for him and I just kind of made something that looked long and kind of weird and that would look cool on camera. So made him an outfit, marvelous designer and textured him and, um, and Adobe painter, which is where, you know, I made, you know, did all the texturing and all the, all the distressing and all the ripping on the clothing. And then I put him back into cinema 4d into the environment. Um, then you do some cool camera angles and then after you have your shots and you can throw it into an editor and then you can edit it all together. And then once you kind of have it all edited, then you can, make music that's kind of fitting it's got a little bit of back and forth so once i have the edits then i'll write something that's upbeat and that makes sense for it and then i'll put the music in and then i'll cut the edits more to the music so it's a little bit back and forth to kind of get to that final stage well it came out i mean it's so amazing it's such a sick piece uh yeah. and it, you can see the the comments i don't know if you're following along in the youtube comments but getting yeah. a really great response and people actually asking some interesting questions, some which you answered along the way. So mm -hmm. we, we had someone that had asked if it was animation keyframe or mocap, but you you told us how you found the mocap data. So really yeah. cool. I was wondering even, <laughs> it brought to mind, it's like, you know, we're talking about how many skills you have and, you know, talking about your background, it's like, you know what? He probably just puts on his own mocap suit, does the break dance routine, <laughs> there you go. If, if I could only break dance, that'd be great. Dude, no, yeah, I, I would have passed yeah. Did you did you hear that they're going to make break dancing? Apparently, this is un unverified news. So fact checkers unite. Uh, but yeah, apparently they're going to make an Olympic sport out of break dancing. I thought I saw that somewhere as well. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a thing. Break dancing is going to be. I mean, they've got they've got skateboarding in it now, right? Yeah, I mean, break dancing is hardcore, man. Have you seen what those guys are doing? They're flipping off fingers and like the uh, strength and control those guys are displaying. It's unbelievable. It doesn't How even do they judge the skateboarding? It, it seems like just, you know, sports, like it seems like skateboarding or like rollerblading or breakdancing that, that it would be difficult to judge that sport for the Olympics. Uh, it's it's easy to judge breakdancing. Let's get a bunch <laughs> no. of hip hop rappers to sit there and just go, yeah, man, that's fucking cool. Yeah. And then so the Olympics definitely <laughs> had, you know, they definitely were shying away from subjective sports, right? Because it is so difficult to judge and it introduces right. so many mm -hmm. complications. Um, you know, there's always controversy around, you know, figure skating and things like that. Um, and there's also room for, you know, not just controversy, but also corruption. Um, so it's easier when there's a finish line, right? Um, but the, the action sports have just become so predominant and so popular that it's kind of hard to be, you know, the most, you know, the, the most, um, the biggest and most visible sporting event um, that we have uh, and not to include those things. Um, so they are working them in, but breakdancing especially sounds like that would be really difficult. I mean, that is so subjective. And from a, a competitor standpoint, as someone who participates in these things like Dominic, um, you know, where you kind of, you, you relish the artistry and the creativity of it, once you put it up for judging and on a scale as big as the Olympics, the judging becomes really important. It can't just be arbitrary. You've got to try and um, identify and quantify things as much as possible. And so you start assigning these different factors and criteria and these different scales. And it's like, oh, you know, did, you know, was the spin executed perfectly? Um, mm. You know, did he do, you know, did he do these elements and th that element? And it starts to, it feels like it starts to kind of suck a lot of the artistry and the creativity out of and the spontaneity out of the the performances um it, it absolutely yeah. does like uh 
nothing more evident than taekwondo, which you know is my thing. Uh, when that became an Olympic sport, uh, if you go back and look at the first year that it was ever an Olympic sport and then look at it in the last Olympics, it's very different. So it's almost taken on its own kind of style. There's, we call it Olympic Taekwondo and then normal Taekwondo because the Olympic Taekwondo is all about the rules and it's all about right. playing the game according to the rules. It's not about um, expressing yourself in the, in the most uh, you know, meaningful, creative way or, 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 or pushing yourself to a, to a height. It's about how do I compete within a framework of rules to, you know, influence my outcome you know beat my opponent so you see people who have got very mediocre taekwondo winning because they've mastered those handful of mm -hmm. techniques that work the best with the rules and so they can do mm -hmm. three or four things really really well but they're absolutely terrible at anything else but they win because that's the three or four things that kind of have evolved from the rule set so a lot of controversy in mind and i assume break dancing hopefully doesn't but it's one of those sports where yeah it's so interpretive right that you could end up with the rules that they set for judging influences the moves that people are doing the choreography of what they're putting together music everything yeah that was my my fear in bringing it up but it seems like there's already been examples like you're saying with taekwondo yeah I, mean, absolutely. I have to say as a counter example i mean skateboarding was in the olympics and for better or worse it looked like skateboarding it was still impressive it was still cool and Trevor, right. I think that you kind of hit the nail on the head. It's probably something will be slightly different than what skateboarding would look like in a, you know, a uh, natural environment. Mm -hmm. um, but it still looks like skateboarding. And, and I, you would imagine the people that are setting the rules are skateboarders. So they're, they're trying to do their best to preserve, you know, what they love about skateboarding. And the same would, I'm sure, I'm sure would be true of breakdancing. But just like when you, you know, you separate it, right? If, if you separate uh, populations of a species um, over time, they will start to evolve into different species, right? And so that's what happened with Taekwondo. Um, that's what will happen with skateboarding. You know, the further it goes down that Olympic path, um, it will start to look less and less like the the wild skateboarding. I mean, you still already see that with subsets of rollerblading. Like, you know, even if you just compare a vert skater to a contest park skater or a street skater, you still see that subset. Yep. Or a feast skater to a them, you know, blading cup skater. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a more uh, prominent example yes arlo yeah <laughs> um and and i say that without any judgment i think they it all looks awesome um but you, you get different styles right absolutely uh, yeah very cool so dominic we looked at we looked at your claw simu uh simulation is that what it's called is it called yeah. a simulation or a simulation simu or so i've been going through this thing where as i get older you know what a sim. that's what the kids say right just, it's, yeah, just, yeah. It's, you did a badass sim but uh brain cells are definitely dying or just becoming inaccessible to me I, w I was on a call with jesse and acro and i could not remember what the expression for second guessing something was and i'm like uh you know second, it's a second, your we need a second, second check guessing. it huh yeah, I, I couldn't think what it was. I'm like, do we we need to do a second check? Like, what is that expression? And even after they told me, I couldn't re I couldn't retain the information. It's just is this the same conversation as pre order and pre buy? Because I know Jesse's about to come on the set, yeah. and she's she's definitely going to um, bring that up. I reckon the the difference between a pre order and a pre buy. But we, de we yeah, we definitely did pre books when I was doing streetwear with Frank O'Shea. But it's just, it's a different thing than the pre order. So yes, Jesse, forgive me. Um, <laughs> But we have, so we have capsules. Dominic made the capsules. He did not make the clothing, 
that's in the capsules because that stuff was all created before we even reached out to Dominic. Um, certainly there are going to be many more uh, 3D projects that we collaborate on Dominic with. But we want to show you guys what's in these beautiful capsules that Dominic created. We want to show you yeah. what you guys are getting in them. There it uh, comes. Because, yeah, we've been sharing them with you, but there's a couple of new notes, new wrinkles um, that we can share with you. So Dominic, if you don't mind, if you can stick around for a second, we're going we're gonna to take a look Jesse at up. some more 3D yeah, stuff. let's check it out. Let's bring let's Jesse up so we can, uh, we can get into it. Oi! Hi, Strawby. Those of you who are listening, beautiful Jesse has joined us with a strawberry cap that goes all the way around her head. Strawberry fields, very, very, very beetles. So, Jesse, like tell us the background because you, on one of our internal calls, you were giving us a little bit about a little bit of the background on strawberry. What's the story? It's kind of cute. It's a Valentine's Day thing, but I have basically amassed this new identity of Strawby between my significant other and I. So, and it was so sweet because he gifted me um, a pair of matches for Valentine's Day and they smell like strawberries and I got chocolates and look, it's a little strawberry chocolate. And uh, yeah, I was like, you know what, dude, this is so sick. I'm gonna go buy a strawberry hat <laughs> online. And um, it's funny because I'm actually working on the Paradise Flyer right now and it's going to include strawberries. So oh, it's, it's so spreading. her, not that everything's always about rollerblading, but her significant other that she referenced is also a rollerblader uh, here in Dallas. So Strawby, what, what is your significant other's pet name? Do you have one for him? <laughs> um, I can't share. That's private alpha. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot wait until I see him so I can call him by his pet name. Mr. Strawberry, Mr. Strawby. Mr. Yeah, Strawby. you know, we'll uh, we'll we'll say that. <laughs> hi, everyone. What's up? Hey, Jesse. Hi, <laughs> hi, Jesse. Welcome. So, we want to take a look at what's in these capsules because the dissolution event is imminent, um, and you know that you're getting a, a hat, and you know that you're getting a T-shirt. The 3D wearables of those, and the hat claim will come with a prescription, so you can get your physical wearable. So let's take a look at the um, unclaimed hat, what this looks like. Yeah, it's really Whoa. cool. So it's got, the, it's got the augmented reality on it. And Dominic, what's happening there in the corner, the, the corner is peeling and revealing that there's a prescription assigned to this hat. And that prescription can be filled in the drugstore, drx.store, uh, for a physical claim. You can get the physical version of that hat. That's what the prescription on this um, NFT entitles you to. So not only do, do you get the 3D interoperable interoperable wearable there, you also get the physical version of that hat. Um, so that's super cool. And every capsule has one of those. Can't wait to yes. put that on my fluff. That's going to be my my fluffs forever hat. I need I need one of those hats. I still don't have one. Gonna get one. Uh, yes, we. I'm sure we that can be arranged. We can get you one. Uh, and you do have capsules, right? I know we got you at least a capsule. No, that's that's what I mean. You you dissolve them, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you'll dissolve them, and then you'll have you'll have that, and you'll have a T-shirt. Now I want right. to show you guys what happens. Does so it, does when it bother you that all of your hard work we're about to just dissolve into nothing? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> no, all that's what that it's effort, for. That's all what that it's fun, for. That love, that energy that you poured in to create such a beautiful piece, and we're you just going to pour acid on it and just wash it away and replace it with. Some threads, we made it, we made it with that intent. I'm on board. He likes it because then it means we have to make more of them. 
We've become yeah, future versus become violent, right? Like we're melting capsules and they're burning <laughs> stickers and it's getting yeah. all very dark. I wonder if this is the influence of, you know, AI. No, I'm gonna, let's not go down the, the, the conspiracy theory rabbit hole this episode. Let's keep it on the straight and narrow. So when you're on OpenSea and you're looking at all the, your, all the wearables, um, you'll see all those orange ones with the folding corner, the prescription. So you'll know that those have a prescription. So it means when you get that NFT, you can take it to the drugstore and you can you can claim redeem it, fill your prescription and get a physical hat. Uh, but I want to show you what it looks like after you've claimed it. So it's very clear when you're looking at these thumbnails, the difference between an unclaimed hat with a prescription and one that's already been claimed. So Joel, let's show the claimed hat on the gray background. Still cool um, that, you know, this hat is the 3D wearable is not affected by the claim process at all. This is inter an interoperable 3D wearable, digital wearable that will uh, you can wear on you know what all participating avatars, PFPs. Um, but uh, and, and it's got the augmented reality here in the um, in the digital wearable, which is cool. Uh, it, it will be up to each um, environment designer, each game designer, uh, how much interactivity we can get in the wearable. But the you know the wearable is is yours to keep regardless of what you do with the the prescription and the claim. But so it couldn't be more clear, right? The the difference between the orange unclaimed and the gray ones. We wanted to make that as easy as possible on our on our um, travel co hoods. We put banners, right? It's got a little pink banner or a gold banner um, that denotes whether or not it's been claimed or not. But even that, we thought we could push that concept a little further to make it even more clear. Um, so. Hopefully, uh, it will work as designed, and, and there will be no confusion about what a what what NFTs come with a prescription and what which ones have already been claimed. Does that seem pretty clear, Dominic? Yeah, the, it turned out. Are you, sick, writing, but... are, are you writing notes for your for your NFT drop? Uh, I'm I'm recording it, so <laughs> yeah. What's it? Yeah, it's, uh, one hour and three minutes in is the is the blueprint. <laughs> <laughs> So all of the capsules come with a, they come with two wearables, right? They come with a shirt and they come with a hat. We just showed you the hat. Every single capsule, all 350 of them, if you have a capsule in your wallet right now, you are guaranteed to get one of those hats. All the hats come with the prescription. So every single one of you um, will be eligible to go into the drugstore and get your physical um, wearable hat. I mean, your physical hat. Uh, keep in mind that there is a time limit on it you, this doesn't you know this doesn't go in perpetuity you'll have to get it within three months but that will all be made perfectly clear you'll have plenty of time to do it and we will alert you as that window is closing um but the you also get a shirt and joel let's show them what the claimed shirt i'm not the claim shirt i guess it is essentially the claim shirt although there is no there is no prescription version of the shirt in this release but so all you'll you will all get this shirt kind of with one exception because we do also have a rare capsule. Um, and what we are building up to, I think, is the only thing that we have not shared with you yet. So Dominic made a beautiful Nightmare Air capsule for it with the Nightmare animation on it and the cool sound design and the pharmacy environment. animated capsule right there is teasing something. It is a hint of what's to come.
inside your capsule. And we are going to do more than tease or give hints. Mm -hmm. Right here for the first time here ever, we're going to show you what's available in that capsule. So 10% of the Kill Team capsules that are out there right now, about 10% of them um, are Nightmares. Um, and you are getting a super limited, limited edition um, digital wearable in that capsule. So all of you are getting a t-shirt. So, most of you are getting the rad Kill Team shirt, just like Trevor's wearing with the augmented reality. But about 35 of you, 10% of you, are going to get the super limited edition uh, Nightmare t-shirt, version of the shirt. And Joel, for the first time anywhere, let's show what that looks like. Yeah, sick. So it is it is a live living shirt with lightning uh, happening on the shirt. It's got the clouds and the spooky nightmare scene, nightmare air scene. It's got the augmented reality. Um, just a really rad um, physics defying uh, T-shirt, which you can only do in the metaverse and in digital wearables. And so we are taking advantage of it. We wanted to in start introducing some things that you cannot get um, in your physical merch, but that you can only get in your digital wearables. And so that Nightmare T-shirt is the first example of what we can do as we start pushing the boundaries of what's possible um, in digital 3D wearables. And the kinds of things, you know, we are only wetting our appetite, just getting started, for the kinds of insane things we can do with Dominic. When you when you put together kind of the 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 ideas um, and the brain trust that we have at Drug Receipts with the aesthetic and the skill sets that Dominic possesses, I mean, it's really just so exciting um, the kinds of things that we can come up with. So that Nightmare um, t-shirt giving you your first taste of, of what we can do when we start really pushing the boundaries of digital wearables. I love, I love the fact that you know, when I first saw it, I had this vision of like being in that environment, like some kind of game environment focused on something completely different. And the person you're talking to, which could be a bear or whatever, a monkey of some kind, their shirt is just a storm happening, like completely oblivious <laughs> to everything else that's going on around them. They've got this shirt on that's just like thunder and lightning and everything. It's so cool, man. It's going to be such a cool item in the metaverse, I think, that shirt. And so the and only way to get that is... It's, I, I just wanted to throw out there, imagine. I want to hear from you. Yeah, when the imagine with people listen. <laughs> the strawberry is speaking. I just wanted to say, imagine what that would do to you know your burrow or your gaming environment. Like just just think what not only that could alter environmentally, but also what does it sound like? You know, what is it? What kind of powers would you possess in the storm? I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah. 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 I wonder what in-game uh, functionality might be being possible with something like that. And guys, what kind of a flex is it when you have a one of 35 rare digital wearable that's animated uh, that the only way you can get it is through this mint? Uh, and so they, the mint is over, right? You guys, 35 people right now have a nightmare capsule. You're the only ones that have those and there's a secondary market for it. So they're yours to do with whatever you want. 
you can keep it and you can wear it in your burrows or whatever when that when that functionality comes online you can sell it on the secondary market but it, you set the market there's no other way to get them we're not selling these they're done in the mint and you know how you got it out of the mint we gave away a free drx miss card and if you had that card you were eligible to get this free capsule mint and now from getting the free capsule mint you were eligible to get this free one of 35 um super exclusive super rare digital wearable so in every way right just benefits for being a drug snuggler and not just for being a drug snuggler but for being an active and engaged drug snuggler for not missing these free uh mints when they happen for not missing a holiday card when we just out of the the kindness of our hearts when we just give something to our community back to their snugglers with nothing else promised right it's just a kind gesture but when we give you that, and when you guys are around to receive it, uh, good things can happen. And so now 35 of you have these rare Nightmare Air t-shirts um, to do with whatever you want. And right now, for just maybe another hour or less, you can mint your free um, Broken Hearts Club Valentine's card. So don't miss this mint. Um, get it because you love it and because it's sweet and because we made something really cool and awesome for you. And get it because you want to be an active snuggler. Um, we're not promising anything beyond that, but I can prom you, promise you this. Uh, drug receipts always delivers good things for our snugglers and for our holders. So if you are engaged and you engage and interact with us, then we will make sure that it's worth your while. Yes. That's the sickest shirt I've seen so far. I know I'm biased and I don't fucking care. That is the sickest shirt I've seen so far in this space. That's all there it's is really to it. Cool. There's 35 of them. That's it. No more. Yeah, it's you not that many. Nightmare rare capsules in your wallet. You feel good right now, don't you? You feel <laughs> great. <laughs> Is that an angry strawberry? <laughs> I had to so mute myself because I don't want to cuss, but LFG. <laughs> Let's All right, Dominic, we are rolling. Uh, you're cursing strawberry. Dominic, so I'm I'm going to give you an option here uh, okay. because we're going to transition kind of into more brand-centric stuff. You're welcome to hang out, uh, be a part of the conversation. We love having you around, but you are under no obligation. Your obligation to us at this point has been fulfilled. Uh, we thank you for sharing your work with us, giving some insights on uh, your creative process. Um, actually, before I let you go, I should just make sure that there aren't any more questions for you because we did get some good questions while okay. we, uh, while you were speaking, um, guys, anyone in the Discord or in our YouTube chat that has a question for Dominic about his creative process, about his skating, um, anything? Yeah, let's do a few questions, and then after that, I'll make my way. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, if we have, I any. think you're good, dude. I think you're good. If we if we get any questions, we'll pop them into the Discord, and you can look for them in there. Dominic, thank you so much for coming on, dude. Uh, love you a whole lot. Um, really super stoked on your work and so happy that we're working together. No, thank you, guys. This, this was awesome. Um, I mean, I've been I've been a longtime fan of, of your work since since baking oh. cookies, man. Since I had like Roadhouse showed up. <laughs> Roadhouse <laughs> showed up and said, "Hey, Dominic, why did you skate with a T-shirt on your head?" A social experiment, and because Tom Penny. Because you want to see if we catch on. And I'm sure much to your amazement, someone actually did start doing it. Josh Petty was like, yeah, that's badass. And so then, yeah. 
So yeah, so that just perpetuates the whole thing, of course. You know, when you did it, you said, I'm just, it's a social experiment. I'm gonna do the most absurd stuff I can and just see if it actually catches on as a trend. But you're like, there's no way, right? That anyone's gonna do this. And then next thing you know, Josh Petty got, well, that's got what, a shirt that, half that's off, why, another shirt tied around his head. That's why, uh, that's literally was the whole reasoning behind the two color skates. It's like, let's just see how far we can push, like pull one, just look ridiculous. And then next, you know, I'm at RSA and there's people with two different color skates. Like, <laughs> That's the power of influence, but it's also the power of pushing boundaries. Dominic, it's why we're so happy to be uh, aligned with you because in so many ways, right, we are, we are aligned like aesthetically, um, conceptually. I just love the way you think. Uh, and yeah, I couldn't be more excited about our future. So thanks for coming um, on, Dominic. Um, Dom. We will definitely look forward to seeing more from you in the future. Yeah, where can the five people that are watching this that don't know you, uh, where can they find you? <laughs> Uh, and engage um, with you. Instagram at Dom Sagona. That's my skate page. Um, for the art stuff, I have a separate page for that. It's Dominic Sagona Art. Um, that's at Instagram. Those are probably the two the two best outlets. Dominic, some of our some of our snugglers. Uh, one in particular, Jamie, I know is is following this, and she is super excited to follow you on your socials. But if you had to direct her to one account. Uh, that had the most photos of you, like with your shirt off, for instance, which one would that be? <laughs> I mean, and not maybe, on your I head. Know, I don't know if this is the spot to plug my OnlyFans account, but you know, maybe she can send me a DM. <laughs> hey, our previous out. guest, old Greg, plugged the <laughs> shit out of his. I felt like we were doing a walking infomercial for that guy's OnlyFans page. <laughs> Jamie, you can That's slide great. into uh, Dominic's DMs on his Instagram. Good luck with that. Dominic, thank you for coming on. You're awesome, dude. Thanks so much, guys. I'll talk to you all later. Bye. Yeah. Love you. Bye. Man, you. I can't believe Bye. how many things Dom is so good at, right? Like most of us would be happy to be able to do one of those things well. It's I know. Like every, you know, he, everything you throw at the guy he seems to be just excels at, right? Like That's like very, the like weird thing about like, guys, yeah. so talented. Like rollerbladers, that's everyone. Like Randy's freakishly good at like a ton of stuff that are like so off the spectrum Dominic is another great example. Like, I think, you know, being a rollerblader is like this. Oh, like, is there some kind of study? Is there a, yeah. a randomized placebo control trial uh, to showcase that rollerbladers are, in fact, uh, superior humans? Or that's, that's <laughs> well, so I will say this, right? When you demonstrate the, when you, if you have the skills to succeed at something, right, you have the work ethic, you have the, you know, the fortitude, all those things, um, then it's not. That's surprising when you're able to apply those same skill sets in other areas. So someone like Randy or Dominic, who's, who's able to get really good at skating, then I suppose it's not that surprising when they have other interests that they know how to get really good at those things also. And mostly becoming really good at something uh, is about putting in work. So people that are willing to work hard, right, and that can commit to something and put in the practice reps, um, yeah, they'll get good at stuff. I think it's also output. I think uh, a lot of people have a tendency to start something, get okay at it, and then move on to the next shiny thing. Whereas if you see something through, like you have some kind of goal in mind when you start down a journey like that, I think that's important. Commitment. Yeah, who, yeah the, the commitment to see it through. So I think you're right. Like people who excel at one thing have figured out that there's a point at which you go, oh, fuck, and I'm sick of this and I want to do something different. But if you push through that and keep going, you reach those, those special heights. At least that's what I tell my 10-year-old karate kid, uh, taekwondo kid. No, 
Jesse, you are a living like Valentine. I can't get yeah. over it. Like just looking at you, just smiling with your strawberry hat on. Like it's just so sweet. Jesse looks like she's doing a kids' TV show, and we look like we're doing like a really right. serious. <laughs> yeah. Hey, dude, I'm just here to spread joy and cheer. So, um, but. <clears throat> There's a lot of cheer to be spreading, especially on Discord. We have a couple of Discord updates uh, real quick. So Ooh. the Senate nominations are in. Thank you guys so much for submitting those. We will begin voting for uh, the official new Senate tomorrow, and it will run for a full week. So look out for that. Also, if you're in the Discord, you may have noticed that you now have the option to tailor your announcements according to your interests. So if you are a DGEN, if you are someone that's looking for social activities like spaces, um, or if you're a Twitter raider, uh, you can head over to the Get Roles channel and you'll be able to get some new roles and get um, announcements specifically tailored to you. Not only that, not only that, speaking of the Discord, we are running a four and a half hour broadcast rerun of the last Paradise Party on January. So if you are into disco, you are into house, you are into R&B, tune in to the Discord tomorrow at 5 p.m. Central, just in time for the weekend, and come party with us. And um, I love how you've always got a party going somewhere, Jesse. Like every time I talk to you, it's like, oh, I'm doing this party over here, and then tomorrow night, you know, there's always... You should just have one of those hats that you can just stream your immediate surroundings and there'd be like this 24-7 kind of party going on. That's the idea. You know what, Trevor, life. Brought to you by drug receipts. You've just got to get a, a logo in the corner and a link and uh, and we can talk. You know, we can, we can maybe make that happen. Dude, I tuned and in you- for Jesse's live stream, her holiday live stream. What was it called? Mm-hmm. Sil- silky Sheets? Satin Sheets. Satin Sheets. It was so good. And Jesse's like, I mean, look, she can't, she can't control herself. She's just got so much energy. Um, but watching her on the live stream, like singing along with the tunes and uh, doing push-ups on the floor. I mean, it wow. was, it was a fun experience. I gotta say this live stream. Can we get a link to that? <laughs> we put a link to that. She in was the dressed like an angel. Yeah, it was true. Yes, I was dressed. Well, I was dressed yeah. like Cupid, but I have a feeling that we're gonna need those celestial traits soon. It's just raining alpha. It's raining freaking alpha. Yes. And and one more thing, guys, before we move on to the next segment, according to our run-up show. But um, I just wanted to say, yeah, I'm really stoked for this coming month. I can't believe that we're going to be almost one year old. So we are, old, no, yeah. we're almost one year old. So we're going to throw a party for that. More details soon. Um, but I do know if I'm in the, you know, in the alpha drop in mood, Trevor and I are planning some really cool um, Twitter space activities with some of your favorite projects. So be on the lookout for that. Did somebody say mega space? Wow. Someone's saying it. <laughs> and speaking yeah, of spaces, Trevor, take it away. Oh, is, this, is this my plug time? This I think yeah. I think Jesse's jumping to the end of the show. Hold on, hold on there. Slow down. Uh, oh. One thing that I would like to put a bow on because we didn't we got through a lot of the capsules, the the uh, capsule dissolution with Dominic, but there's a couple of things that we left out. 
one thing is we made such a big deal of the rare um, Nightmare Air shirts. There's 35 of them. Well, there's one other thing in the capsule collection, which is even more rare. There is only one of the thermal drug receipts included in the capsules. Uh, we ran a random number generator. So it's actually already been assigned. So it's someone's capsule sitting in someone's wallet already is entitled to that thermal drug receipt. Yeah, can we show the, the NFT of this receipt that, that one lucky snuggler is going to get? Oh my God. It's so real. It's so real. We, just, we were just marveling at Dominic's, you know, prowess with 3D animation and 3, 3D modeling. This super snug and cool receipt was done internally. Our very own Acro um, did that. He, he brought that whole thing to life and just crushed it. So cool. Um, so we're just surrounded by talent everywhere. Um, when you put, you know, when you put good things out there, the universe gives good things back and we are just attracting like all kinds of talent. And when you put all those resources together, um, you know, you end up with an amazing project like we've got here with drug receipts. So amazing, nice work, Acro. And congratulations to one of you lucky snugglers who's going to have that when you dissolve your capsule. And that NFT also entitles you um, to the hand-drawn version of it. So we will have a claim set up specifically for you, one lucky snuggler. You're gonna you're gonna get the uh, the the hand drawn version of it, and it doesn't get any more rare or precious than that. You see it there? Yep. Meow. Talk about rare. <laughs> I know rare. And I'm up in the bribes. I don't know who it is. If you want to know, you know where to find me. Come into the Discord. And put your bribes up in mainline, and I may tell you who it is. It has. Super Bowl, we're looking at you. Uh, Commander Sachs asking when they will dissolve, and I have it on good authority that they're going to dissolve next week. Um, yes. I'm going to give you a sneak peek of what the dissolve page looks like so you can know what to expect, because uh, this is the first time we've done many claims already in the project. This is the first time we've moved our claim, essentially, and that's what the dissolve is. We've moved the... Uh, well, actually, this is our first time to do do the dissolve process. The dissolve process is going to be on our store. Um, so you'll see that the interface looks uh, looks a lot like the styling of our drugstore, drx.store. So, Joan, let's go ahead and share the dissolve page here just to give the snugglers an idea of what the dissolve process is going to look like. Um, you can see that once you connect your wallet, uh, it will show all of your eligible tokens. It will show your eligible capsules and you'll be able to select on, select all the ones that you want to dissolve, or you can easily just select all. Um, and then you'll dissolve your capsules and they will uh, immediately populate in your open sea. Um, and you will also be able to navigate easily over to the product page in our drugstore. So you can claim your free physical hat uh, without delay, because as soon as uh, you dissolve, the, the hats will be eligible to claim. The physical hats will be eligible to claim in the drugstore. So that's coming up next week. Um, yeah, something to look forward to. That's amazing. It's absolutely awesome. And, and it's open for how long? How long can people claim? There is a window. Dissolve? Uh, that's a good question. I, the, I actually, there is no there is no window on the dissolve process. There's only a window on the physical uh, claim. So that's if you what? wait... Yeah, if, if you never dissolve yeah. your capsule, you'll just hang on to your capsule. And if you dissolve it in a year from now, you'll still get your digital wearables, just there will be no more physical hat. You won't get a prescription anymore. Um, so yeah, you could hang on to it forever. But And also, if you if you happen to have 
the one that has the receipt. If you never dissolve it, you'll never know that you have the you receipt. The receipt. Um, I wonder if it'll stick around. Like if the, if if you know, it'll be like one of the last ones to ever be dissolved because people will be waiting and waiting and waiting. Or it waiting. ends up in some locked wallet that someone lost the password to. Right? We just never find out. No. Does um, I mean, I get it. Does that mean I can claim it? <laughs> well, I should. We should point out and just remind you that any of the capsules are eligible to get the receipt, right? It doesn't have to be a rare capsule. Any of the capsules, the killer capsules or the nightmares, we, uh, it, th that played no factor. We did When we did the random number generator, it was from 1 to 350. So it could have been assigned to any capsule. But it has been assigned, and we know who it is. Mm -hmm. um, so, yes, it's all yeah, going to happen you know next is. week, people. Get yourselves ready. Get you know, $3 or whatever the gas will be worth of ETH in your wallet so you don't miss your opportunity and you can claim your hat straight away and have it shipped to your residential address. So by this time next week, you could be rocking a drug receipts cap, maybe, hopefully. And our our strawberry, uh, our resident strawberry, put together uh, medium articles, detailed medium articles that walk you through the process for how to dissolve your capsules and there's a separate article for how to claim your physical hat. Uh, so those also will both go up. So there won't be any question as to how to do it. We think that the user interface is all pretty straightforward and it should be easy enough to navigate. But all of your questions will be answered in the two Medium articles. Um, so you can look for those. Thank you, Strawberry, for that. You're welcome. Uh, and Strawberry, if you don't mind, because I know that you were eager to get to the, just jump right to the end of the end of the show. We, have we go straight to the end of the show. No, we've got more, don't we? Don't we have, we have oh a little God. bit more we'd like to share with the snugglers. So yeah. after, <laughs> yeah, we've right now we're about to dissolve capsules, but we have another mint coming up. Um, mm -hmm. Jesse mentioned our birthday next month, which is really exciting. Uh, March is when drug receipts was born. Essentially it's when we minted. So there definitely will be some birthday festivities going on in the month of March, but there is also a major mint that we've been building up to for a while now. And that is the Crypto Walkers Kill Team Stabby Collection, um, which will also be minting in March. Um, all of you snugglers have been following along with the progress of that. You've seen the amazing merch, including the the um, the Kill Team Stabby hoodie and the Kill Team Stabby onesie, which everybody is just fawning over. But we've got some new sneak peeks to share with you. Um, so let's, without any further delay, let's show you what some of these things look like. First of all, I'd like to show you the t-shirt. I don't think that we've shown any images of this yet, but, and these are all, guys, these are not, uh, we expect in the next week or two, we'll have some really nice polished lifestyle shots for you. These right now are just kind of some sneak peek teasers. Straight out of the factory, alpha alert. Alpha alert. Factory, exactly. Um, and this is the Kill Team Stabby t-shirt. So unlike the shirt that Trevor's wearing, which has the Kill Team mask and knives on front, this one's got the Stabby illustration on the front with my life with the drug receipts Kill Team. Uh, very cool. And it's got the mask and knives on the back, which will activate the, um, the Kill Team augmented reality, the DR experience augmented reality. Um, you've seen the hoodie before. I want to show you another image of the hoodie. Uh, this is actually modeled by our very own Don, who has been conspicuously absent from this podcast. And mm. Trevor, I think I know what's going on here. I think that Don must have cashed off, his, must have cashed out his amazing haul from the A Kid Called Beast Mint, and he's probably just retired on a yacht somewhere. He's probably flying in a helicopter 
helicopter with Brooke and uh, Post Malone um, yeah. to playing uh, the slots, Belize or something. Yeah, playing the onboard slots sponsored by Kerry Packer. Yeah, uh, Don, Don, don't, for, don't forget, don't forget the people you came up with. Don't forget yeah. us, little people. You know, mm -hmm. as you're out there uh, eating your caviar and sipping your champagne. Uh, but so this is a beautiful shot of Don modeling the the zip up hoodie, which is super super sick. Uh, so we've got 750 um, stabby capsules, which are going to be minting in March. Most of them will include this hoodie, um, which is really rad. And something else that I don't think we've ever shared with you guys, although we're showing you everything in this stabby purple colorways. There are going to be multiple colorways available. Uh, for instance, this hoodie will also be available. What? Yeah. What? Um, and I fucking told you it's raining alpha this episode. Dude, <laughs> I didn't even know not, that. That's crazy. Yeah, so not only that, not only that, um, this will all be determined at mint. So you guys, when you mint your capsules, you're going to choose what size you want. You'll choose what color you want. Um, and then that will determine what the supply is. So if mm -hmm. we end up with a lot more black than purple, then the purple become more rare. And that is determined by you guys. Um, you guys will be the ones holding the assets. So when you've established that there are rare purple zip up hoodies, um, then whoever is holding those in their wallets, you will be the ones that are able to uh, create the market for those and benefit from the secondary sales of those and trading. Uh, so in every way, we are turning our holders into our storefront. Um, you guys are you guys are determining the quantities and sizes. You're determining the quantities of the colorways. Um, and yeah, it's a I really think, interesting that, experiment. Yeah, in commerce for Web three. I know that a lot of people listening in they're dazed and confused. They're trapped in the metaverse somewhere. They're only half paying attention. I think we need to say that last bit again, Arlo, because I really don't think people grasp that this is changing the game in so many ways, turning OpenSea into a store for one. That's more than just an NFT drop and a, and a secondary market. It becomes an online e-commerce experience. And holders are the ones that are determining all of the value of these products. They'll be determining how many are available in terms of size, color, and they'll be setting the price and it'll be the market that determines the value of these products. The whole thing is a exploration in a completely new way of doing things. The first wave in these mints goes to our holders. Mm -hmm. uh, so that is right. That is the way that we are returning the value to our drug snugglers first and foremost and giving them the first op opportunity to be the storefront for the brand. Uh, I see Bildo's asking how many total colors. So that's not revealed yet. Uh, the, the, uh, well, I mean, I guess we could say, well, no, I, so this is a case of, we used no. to, don't hold me to any of this Bildo, no. but for the shirts, no. we're looking at about four to five colorways. Um, no. the hoodies will no. be less. Back that truck. Back that, <laughs> but, truck. Back that truck up. No. Yeah. So don't, don't hold me to any of that, but that, that gives you an idea of the, the yeah. kind of range, what we're looking at. You'll have some choices on mint, come mint day. So come mint day and. You know, we're going to make it as much as we can to give people time so that they can take their time with the mint and don't feel like they just have to smash at it and do it in five seconds or they'll miss out. So we want to try and make it so that you've got time to explore it because it's an interactive mint. It's a totally new mint mechanic for us. And it 
from what I'm aware of, is a brand new way of doing this altogether. So, you know, it's exciting to be doing something for the first time and we want to try and make it as fair as possible. But you're absolutely right. It's the drug snugglers holding our Genesis tokens that will ultimately and most likely, and not financial advice, most likely end up with the whole collection and control over the secondary market for all of the other collections out there in the open metaverse that want to get their hands on this uh, merchandise to adorn on their uh, avatar of choice. It's going to be buy it from a snuggler or miss out altogether. So when we talk about when we talk about bringing Web three to streetwear and streetwear to Web three, this is an this is an exact demonstration of that. We are taking the streetwear model of doing a drop for a collection, um, but we are moving it to Web three. And we are adding new minting mechanics. We are grafting mint mechanics on top of the uh, the old school model of having a, a, a collection drop. Um, so we're kind of bringing those two worlds together. We're reimagining what a drop can look like. And we're adding um, Web3 mint mechanics to it to empower our holders to participate in the, the value and the excitement of a drop like this. And there it is. Bringing Web3 so to streetwear and streetwear to Web3. Drug delivering on our promises, delivering on our roadmap. Go and look at the roadmap. We are, uh, this little team that can is doing and our building is almost done. So keep your eye on our Discord. Make sure you're following our socials. Make sure your sister is following our socials. Brother, if you've got a brother, grandma, your dog, your cat. But absolutely anybody who has a wallet should be following our socials and trying to get their hands on a valuable drug receipt prior to this mint. It's coming sooner than you think. Did somebody say so, it's our birthday next month? If you guys want to know, right, what we're talking about, we're talking about, you know, the the excitement of the drop and turning you guys into the storefront and all this is well and good. Um, but it really uh, is... Um, it's a non-starter. It doesn't go anywhere unless the products that we're releasing are just awesome, right? And so in our last podcast, we shared with you some details of the onesie. You've seen the 3D rendered version of the, the uh, um, Kill Team Stabby onesie on the Crypto Walkers females, but no one has seen an assembled onesie yet, a real life physical onesie. And so for the first time, guys, right here, right now, we are going to show you some early preview images some sneak previews first time seen anywhere right here right now stop questioning everything and if you don't think that this thing is going to be generating excitement within our ecosystem and far beyond it and trust me we are working with pr partners right now um, to get this thing out into the general public i mean this is going to uh we are trying to create a big buzz around this collection and we are we are starting with the onesie the onesie is our spearhead. It's the thing that's driving this ship here, and it's going to it's going to get attention, a lot of attention on this project. So you guys want to see what the buzz is about, um, what all the hype is about? Joan, let's show uh, these images of the Kill Team Stabby onesie. And so if you cannot, I mean, looking at these things, right, it's just so hard not to imagine yourself like wearing it, right? It's like, who doesn't want to be in that thing right there, that onesie? It's so snug and ridiculous and so cool. It, You're going to have I to mean, peel it off of my skin because it's going to fuse. That's how I'm never going to take it. it off. And these things are made of uh, polar fleece. It's really soft, really snug and comfortable. Um, they don't just look super snug and sick. They're also super 
snug and uh, comfortable. Um, you can yeah. barely see in that detail there that the hood is lined also. It's got the RX pattern in there mm -hmm. on pink. Um, let's show the next Let's show the next image, Joellen. I love how all of the patches are individually stitched on chenille patches or embroidered patches. The details are so, I mean, yeah. It's awesome. There's so many details on this, Trevor. I mean, it's so customized. It's so cool. Yeah, it, it is just, it's a stunning piece in every way. Um, and you can see a hint of the giant stabby patch on back talking about the, the custom patches and the chenille patches. It's really, really cool. Um, Joellen, let's show the next one to show what this thing, yeah, with the hood up. I mean, this is real life, people. This is the physical onesie. That is a real human in real life wearing it. And that could be all of you, right? Uh, we could own those onesies. It's not going to be all of them. It's going to be a very limited number of them that are going to be wearing it. It's going to be the right. hardest it's going to, to get to feature of, of, of clothing, I think, you know, since Kanye dropped, I don't know, whatever Kanye dropped last. I own four Yeezy hoodies. So any of his Yeezy collection that he did with Gap, I would say is, yeah. This it's is definitely not this is beyond the that, though. Gap collection. It's well beyond the Yeezy Gap collection. I'm sorry I even oh, brought yeah. the name up because now we're, we're, we're going down a rabbit hole we don't need to go down. My question for you, Mr. Arlo Eisenberg is, do you think you'll ever do another onesie? Now that you've had a crack at it, right? That was a bit out of the out of the box for you. I remember the meeting we had, the idea for to do a onesie came up and it was something that immediately resonated with you and you went, yeah, I think that a onesie sounds like a pretty fun idea. Let's do that. Do you think you'll ever do another one? Yeah, absolutely. I, th I think chances are much better that we would do another one than that we wouldn't. Uh, I don't think it would happen anytime soon necessarily, but I, I, it's not hard for me to imagine that's a concept that would come back and we'd find a, a cool way to put a new spin on it. You know what would look super cute in that onesie? Jesse Fluffy. in a strawberry hat? Jesse in a strawberry hat, of course, but that strawberry hat is going to compete with the mask, right? It's going to be a battle of the head headgear. Uh -huh. Uh, but I think flufflets, like, could you imagine that cute, oh, yeah. big, thick, fluffable, you know, all zip up onesie on a little fluff? That is going to be the cutest goddamn avatar on the metaverse. That will be cute. <laughs> There's very I mean, how few great will any avatar look wearing that onesie? Uh, it's such course. a show I mean, the Crypto Walkers one we've seen looks yeah. killer. Yeah. You imagine the last thing you saw in game is a Crypto Walker wearing that kick-ass onesie just slicing you up or, you know, blowing you out of the game. Um, I think that's going to be sorry. epic. I can't stop thinking about a floodlet wearing the one. <laughs> All right, we're going to have to wind it up now. We've lost Jesse. Uh, thank you, for everybody, for uh, your attention. It's been, it's been a fun podcast. Oh, but, my God. Uh, Trevor, you're not even joking. I think we are close to wrapping it up. Let's talk about – well, so we're going to talk about uh, Town Square I just want to say, I want to pay off the last one you had because it was so awesome. I mean, you had a huge audience for it. You had a great lineup of panelists. The mm -hmm. The subject was the AI wars. Um, and you had, there was such a funny moment on the, on the actual spaces, right? Where one of the yeah. panelists did not realize who the other panelist was. Um, but you had uh, Blake Lemoyne mm -hmm. uh, on the, on the panel. And he was the senior uh, Google engineer who lost his job at, at Google. He clarified on the podcast. It was not related to his objections to the, the sentient uh, Lambda program. Well, it was it allegedly was right. Timing. Coincidental timing, but yes, it, 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 the timing was, was suspect. Yeah. 
but so this Google engineer, he was one of the ones working on Lambda, which is uh, Google's AI program. And in, you know, in questioning it and working with it, uh, he started to get the feeling that there was, you know, maybe a light turning on inside mm -hmm. of Lambda. The questions it was giving were really thoughtful and seemed to be indicative of some kind of inner uh, dialogue or inner um, thought going on. Um, and so yeah, maybe we are approaching some kind of sentience. I will say in watching his, you know, I've watched interviews with him since then. He doesn't, he, he's not really trying to make the argument that he thinks that Lambda or any other AI is sentient. Uh, mostly what he was saying is if we are starting to get close enough where it could even be on the horizon, no matter how far away, um, it's not too soon to start to start, be start thinking about the ethical implications of it mm -hmm. and how we will treat a sentient AI in the event that we create one. And so that's mostly what he was raising the alarm about was saying, no one at Google is even talking about that. And it's yeah. something that at least be on the radar. Yeah. It's time to start talking about it. And I think the, the big thing that nobody, and, and I kind of learned it going through the process, you know, doing a bit of research, finding speakers like Blake uh, and, and setting that spaces up. I, I kind of got to know a little bit more about it. And it's, it's not only that no one's talking about this stuff, but, you know, if you listen back into the spaces, Blake, that drops a, a couple of little hints towards it that we might be actually a lot further along than, you know, it, it, we might even be a little bit past the point at which we should have started talking about these sorts of things. So um, the AI conversation is a very interesting one. I, uh, I really enjoyed doing it. It was amazing to have Blake on the, on the, on the spaces. Uh, I encourage you, if you haven't listened to it, please go back and do listen to it. It's definitely worth the time. Uh, and I think there's some interesting bits and pieces, which I would have loved to have gotten more into with Blake. Unfortunately, he only had a, a limited amount of time. So hopefully we can get him back again and dive a little bit deeper. Um, so yeah, the, it, it's been pretty well watched so far. It's definitely been our biggest episode so far. And so that was a great sign. Uh, people seem to be in responding well to, um, to the town square so far. So yeah, next week. Trevor just to finish that story, but so one of the other panelists on started to say, oh, you know, he started to say, do you guys know about the Google engineer who lost his job? You know, he's working. And then someone stopped and said, hold on, he's here, right? You're, he's on the panel. So it was a funny moment. It was definitely a golden moment. Actually, we should clip that up and 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 post it. It was, it's definitely a, a classic moment. I couldn't have scripted that, right? Like, <laughs> that was great. Look who just popped on mine. Oh my God, Don! Don calling in from his his Sky phone on the j private jet. How's Pat Malone and uh, and Brooke this morning? Uh, Post Malone and Brooke this morning going, Don? Pat Malone. Nice Malone. to see you, Don. Um, yeah, so that was that was awesome, Trevor. What is what's on the menu? What's coming up? So uh, this week we're talking about uh, a topic that's near and dear to our hearts. We've talked about it before, and I uh, I. Think we'll probably talk about it quite a bit but censorship having a brand like drug receipts is definitely a vector for for censorship but i also uh during doing the research leading up to the ai episode and since chat gpt really i've i've sort of from the periphery been very interested in this topic for a long time i've been slowly following it and and, and reading various bits of information about it and now that it's all kind of bubbling to the surface, I'm, I'm enwrapped by the whole concept of AI and the impact that it's going to have on all of us. I think it's the most important conversation that we should be having right now, and I think we should be having it a lot. Uh, so this week's episode is 
almost like an, a, a follow-on from last week. We're going to talk about uh, censoring the truth, so people who are getting censored for reporting the truth and what that means to the argument around free speech, uh, which I think is crucial. And there's been a lot of interest around the idea of free speech since Elon Musk took over Twitter. Uh, so we're going to go into that conversation. And the other part of it, which I think is interesting, is this idea now that things like ChatGPT, these AI uh, platforms, programs, beings, whatever your kind of place in that equation is, are now producing content and filling the content flow or the information flow with content that's generated by a artificial tool that nobody seems to be fact-checking. And it's doing it at scale. So there's this, you know, we already had a problem with misinformation. We already had all of these issues going on in our world. And I believe and I feel like it's just been exacerbated by this, uh, you know, the emergence of AI and the ability for it to create content and, and pollute or influence the information stream. So we're going to talk about that this week. We've got uh, our first guest has been announced uh, is a gentleman who has been uh, trying his best to report the truth. Well, at least the truth, according to him. Uh, and Sam is has also been banned a number of times. I haven't had confirmation on the number, but I think it's something like five or six times that he's been banned from Twitter for posting content which he has independently researched and uh, and produced. So it's an interesting guest to have on a, a conversation about being cancelled and, 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 and banned for using a free speech platform to spread what is at least his version of the truth. And we've got more guests to be announced. And Arlo, you yourself, uh, I might as well announce it now. It's great to have you. I think this is the perfect episode to feature you as a guest uh, we've been talking about it ever since this whole Web3 Town Square thing kicked off. And uh, and I think this is a perfect episode to feature you as a guest. So we'll be dropping that announcement really soon. Uh, and excited to get your thoughts on this and weighing in on the conversation on uh, how do we keep, how do we know what to believe anymore? Like how do we discern truth in a torrent of information that could be being constructed for who knows what purpose? I think it's a massive problem that we're going to face it's a big conversation indeed. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Thanks for putting that together. I think it's going to be super interesting. Uh, so yeah, we'll be looking for that. What Did you say the date on that already? Uh, I was probably on that poster. I wasn't really paying attention, but I think the poster- Oh yeah, it was. It, it was. Our, you, we've, we've actually moved to a new time. It turned out the Sunday night time slot wasn't making it easy for us to get speakers to commit, mm. um, which makes sense. So we've moved it to Monday, 8 p.m. Uh, CST. Uh, which is Tuesday afternoon, about three o'clock for people in New Zealand and I think maybe one in the afternoon, something like that for the Aussies. So it's a fairly decent time for everybody. Hopefully we see you there next week. Spread the word, come join it. If you know somebody who's been banned or blocked or somebody who has had close experience with this, I want to hear from them. Um, please tag me, uh, introduce me, do whatever you need to do and we'll bring them on the show as well. It'd be great to share some of those stories. Perfect. Appreciate it. Okay. On that note, awesome guys. So stay, uh, stay glued to our socials so you can follow uh, any updates. You'll get the latest on the, the moving time slot for that spaces. But as long as you're following our socials or in our discord, you will get the most current and up-to-date information. Um, but there's a whole lot of other reasons to follow our socials. We post a lot of content. Um, and of course, we've talked about the, all the cool giveaways that we do for our community and our holders. So you want to make sure that you're following all of our socials at Drug Receipts on Twitter and Instagram. 
Um, if you've enjoyed this video, like it, please, if you're watching along on YouTube, um, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Join our Discord if you're not already, already in it. It's where the conversation is always going 24-7, and you get to engage with our snugglers, who are the coolest, best, nicest, most uh, engaged uh uh, members in the ecosystem. So come come uh, talk to the snugglers in our Discord uh, and our founders and our team members. We're all in there. Um, thank you guys for being... Oh, do we have to sing happy birthday to somebody? Oh, there's you, there you go. There's the where you can find us on Discord. Um, guys, everybody, thank you so much for being a part of this awesome episode of Stop Questioning Everything. Jesse, Joellen, Acro, and to a small extent, Don, who came on for the last two minutes. Thank you for showing up. But Don does so much behind the scenes that, all, of course, always a big thanks go out to him. And, of course, to all of you drug snugglers, thank you guys for showing up for another awesome episode of Stop Questioning Everything. And for all that you guys do, you're the reason we do it. You make it all worth it. We'll see Wait. you in the Discord. Wait. We'll see you in the socials. Uh-oh, happy birthday. Wait, Here we no go. happy birthday. No, it's not Dia's birthday again this week, but there's a mint. Is it still open or is it closed? Do we cl are we closing the mint? One minute. It's closing One now. It's closing now. Your Valentine's card. Oh my god! Closing yeah, right Valentine's now. Valentine's Day card you missed out. Then you're gonna pay for that. <laughs> I never paid it. Let's show the card. NFT of the Valentine card on the way out. Let's close on that. Bye, right. everybody. Bye, Thank everybody. you, snugglers. See you next time. <laughs> Snug and love ya.